talk to somebody about this. The darkness, the, I mean, I've said it a thousand times, I'll say it again, the, the, the darkness, the, 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 the spiritual darkness that this thing has is it, the power it has is it's in, it's in the dark, man. Nobody knows about it. You struggle by yourself with it. That is is just it's not going to get you free. Don't you can't do this on your own. You can't. You're using a spoon to dig your way out of prison. Can you dig your way out of prison? I don't know. I I don't know anybody who's done it by themselves. You need to talk to somebody about it. And uh, shooting an email off to me is is a great start. It's a great start. It's releasing some of the pressure out of your uh, out of your pressurized tank that is the identity that you've built for yourself. So, give me your feedback, and uh, I will address it on the show, a lot of it. I can't possibly send everybody the heartfelt stuff that I want to. I want to be able to address it as a whole in front of the group that is ASI. I want to be able to address your stuff. You're anonymous. You know, it's going to be heart-level stuff. It's going to be hurt. It's going to be pain. But remember, you're anonymous. But me being able to bring that to everyone is going to help free a lot of people. It's it's talking about the same stuff I, I talk about, but coming at it from the angle that makes sense to you. Because you can get free of this, and the blood of Jesus is, is basically the only way that i found that is going to cleanse the heart. And don't just go, oh, well, this is religion. It's not religion. I, I still contend with the fact I hate religion. All right? Religion is just another way of putting up another functional savior that's not Jesus. It's just another way that we can, you know, put our white hats on and think that we're, you know, we're nice and we're good people and those are the bad people. And no, no, I'm not, this is not about religion. Let me unpack for you what that means to have your heart cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We just got over a. Uh, Memorial Day, which is in the United States here, is basically celebrating um, the lost souls in, in the wars and the people that helped us have the freedom that we have in this country. Because freedom ain't free. Blood was spilled on battlefields so that we could enjoy the life that we have now, that we can enjoy the blessings that we have now. That, that there was a price paid. Uh, there was a price paid for you. And that's what I want to get across to you. That's what I want you to understand. Going back to the old tape recorder show today. And uh, wherever I do it, man, if I'm on the tape recorder here, if I'm um, in my little uh, studio in my bedroom or in my basement or wherever, that's what I want to communicate to you. It's helping you understand that and what all that means. It's like the old hymn says, what, what, what is my righteousness? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can take away my sins? What, nothing but the blood of Jesus. I can't white-knuckle it. You can't white-knuckle your way out of this thing. I can, I can just behave myself. If I could just be good enough, if I could just ratchet it down and just uh, put blinders on my eyes and throw my computer out the freaking window and then I don't have a computer and then I... Uh, no. No. Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, help me help help me help you understand what that means. 
don't just walk away from this show going, oh, that's about religion, and I'm not a Christian, or, you know, I, I've heard that before. No, you haven't. All right? I would, I would argue with you that you have, you have rejected religion, not Jesus, not the gospel. The gospel means good news. That's what it is. And speaking of good news, I wanted to address something I said in the last show that my wife uh, brought to my attention, and that was the way I ended the show with um, where I'm at now. Like, I may have, have let out some hope somewhere for people. I want you to know that what I basically was trying to explain there, and, and I didn't, and some of it has to go back to my, my cynical attitude that I'm trying to, I'm continually working on. Like, I'm still a disaster, and I will keep saying that, all right? I know that offends some of you. Oh, you're a Christian, Rust. You shouldn't say... No, I'm a disaster, all right? I'm a mess. I'm a car accident, all right? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the working guy's version of Danny Bonaducci. That's, that's me. I'm breaking Russ Shaw. That's what this show is, all right? So, last show I ended with... Uh, where I'm at now, and I want to give you hope because my my house burning down, which yes, it was an accident, by the way. Uh, addressing some of my critics, no, I didn't set my house on fire. I, I didn't. I was an accident. I, I really was stupid enough to leave the French fry uh, oil on the stove and, and and burn my my house. I didn't burn it all the way to the ground, but I. I it was a large loss. Let's put it that way. I, we couldn't live there. Um, so yes, it was a big deal. It was a big. It was a large loss. I had to have talk to the large loss guy with Farmers Insurance, which put a plug in for Farmers. By the way, great insurance company who handled this thing tremendously well, far beyond my expectations. Which, uh, being a guy who's a bit of a cynic sometimes. <laughs> Um, I try to. I build myself as an optimist, but in my heart, I still have a lot of uh, defense mechanism that throws up a, uh, some cynical part of me that that is always, you know, I've got a little bit of a guard up a lot. I've got a defensiveness that always wants to look for a, a, something else to blame my problems on. So that's something I still fight and. I keep digressing here, but I want to—I want you to know that I'm—I'm I'm not perfect. I don't sit—I don't sit on the stage of ASI and and claim to be any Superman at all. I'm just another guy like you, going through this. It's another person on a on a journey, going through the adventure. So, addressing what my wife said, here I come, coming back around to uh, my point. My wife uh, talking about where I'm at now being, uh, you know, you don't want to be where I'm at now kind of sounded like what I was saying, and that's not what I'm saying. Where I'm at now uh, being an ex-sex addict, yes, I will continue to refer to myself as an ex-addict. Being where I'm at now is awesome. It's beautiful. It's it's glorious. The the grace of God, I mean... The fact that I still draw breath is one thing. The fact that I still have my family, that I'm still married, that I am um, back in my house and not that 
rental that I was in for a long time. Um, our whole family, we had to live in this rental that was about seven, eight miles away from where we live now, and it wasn't in the same school district as the kids. We went through that while my wife was going through dealing with the betrayal of my confession and I think that is what I wanted to address and and that is something that I didn't unpack at the the end of the show there is that I, I don't want you to have to do if you're married or if you're going to get married I don't want you to have to go through that having to confess dark, horrible awful things to your spouse I I don't want you to have to do that and and here's the deal if you don't get the porn stuff if, if you if you keep returning to that you know that's my take on addiction um you know, medical association says that three percent of the population is sex addicts. I totally disagree. I think it's a lot more than that. And and here's my definition of addiction: because a lot of people who are shamed by their behavior, who who live in in a constant cloud of shame, they look at their addiction and they and they say, um, well, you know, I just I just like doing it. That's why I keep returning to it. Listen, if you've stopped at one time. If you've been on your knees, if you've had tears in your eyes, if you've if you've said to yourself, "This is stupid. Why do I do this?" and you keep returning to it, that is addiction. Okay, it, that's addiction. It's the Webster's definition of addiction. It's basically a bad habit. And what I wanted to communicate to you in that is get this thing under control now. All right, before you end up, you know, having your wife. Uh, sit on the, the, the table at the clinic getting her AIDS test. I, I went through that, all right? I hated that I had to, to do that. My wife getting her, her test for, for making sure she doesn't have AIDS and, and her second test and uh, the battery of uh, shots that we've had to, you know, just in case I, I have hepatitis or, or I could be a carrier for that. Um, I used condoms the whole time. Uh, I had oral sex without condoms on about uh, five or six different occasions. Now, that was risky. That was tremendously risky. Uh, I just pray that you don't get to the point where, you know, your mind is filled with lust and you end up doing something that that you that isn't you all right that you didn't sign up for that you don't think that you could go there um, take it from a guy who's been where you were at you can you know the, the line drawn it's just easy to cross into, into something dark last year I talked about the the show the radio show with a guy who um, met he, he met an old friend who was coming into town, she was staying at a hotel, they went out, they had drinks, um, they, they got drunk, she got really drunk, he takes her back to her hotel room, um, she's passed out, he takes some of her clothes off, puts her on the bed, and masturbates to the image of her, and he calls this radio station in, in a, with a certain amount of desperation of it in his voice, and he's saying to him, he's saying to the host, he's going, I think it was a Dr. Drew show or something like that, and he says, uh, this is not me. I don't do these things. You know, sure, I look at porn and stuff, and, 
Of course, there's nothing wrong with that in his mind, but this isn't me. I, I did something. I, I crossed the line. All right, when I picked up a prostitute, I crossed the line. There is a very, very thin line. You're messing with pornography. There is a very, very thin line between um, just looking at porn and not being able to stop justifying it, having a mind filled with lust and, and having these uh, these fiery arrows shot into your mind daily, hourly, these lustful thoughts that, that crowd and cling into your mind. Listen, you don't just fall off the wagon. I, I disagree with that term. Inside your heart, inside your emotions, there is a process that goes on to the, to the point where you fail. And I don't want you to get to that point that I got to, alright? I don't want you to have to go through that. Me and, wife, me and my wife still have to go and get our hepatitis C vaccination. We we still have that on, you know, that we haven't done yet. I, I don't want you to have to go and get a battery of shots to protect you from from your behavior. Man, I don't. I want you to unpack your soul before it gets to that point. Alright, where I'm at now is great, it's beautiful, it's awesome in the fact that the grace and the redemption and God um, bringing back what the, what the locusts have eaten and it's slowly coming back and our marriage is starting to come together again and I'm starting to be honest for the first time in my life. I can, I can just talk with my wife about the, the pains and the struggles and the things that go on in my mind without being af- afraid of her. Or, or, you know, afraid of myself. That part is beautiful, yes, but I, I don't want you to be where I'm at in the fact that that you, you had to tell your wife what you had to tell her and the fact that she's going through a recovery process that, you know, every day the little voices shout at her, get rid of this sick freak. All right, that's what she finds, that the voices in her mind that say, this guy hasn't changed. He's going to do it again. He's going to fall again. That's what my wife fight. My wife fights on a, on a daily basis. It's it's that war that that I don't want you to have to get to. I want you to deal with your porn struggles. Now you're listening to my voice right now for a reason. It's not by osmosis. It's not by. It's not by some fate or chance. It's not. I pray that you listen. I pray that you stick with me. I pray that you war with me. You war with me, man. You're walking on this, wherever you are. You're walking down the street. You're in your car. Wherever you're listening to my voice right now, I, I ask you to look in the deep parts of your soul and war with me. Because this world is screwed up, alright? This world is twisted. It's broken. But it's also beautiful breathtakingly beautiful and the whole creation screams out for restoration the whole creation does it screams out to be rebuilt renewed, restored redempted but there is a lot of broken stuff and it ain't easy it ain't easy to go through this stuff it ain't easy to live here there are laws and there are rules and there is gravity that we can't argue with but they're there and, and they, they 
there's there's just this spinning sense of pain and frustration and storms and I pray that you get the courage to, to not just listen to the show and, and, and move on with the rest of your day or your week or whatever have me playing in the background or, or whatever it is I pray that you you know you you send me your your get the courage to send me your thoughts and your email and your story to get this thing out of you to get this thing out of you and understand that I'm not going to be able to respond to any everybody I'm not going to be able to respond to everybody I'm going to be uh, I get a lot of email but but don't let that discourage you from sending me your stories because that's what the show is based on is breaking down the confusion and the clutter and the the parts of this this life that you just what are you talking about good news when babies are dying when my brother died in Iraq when you know people with the stories would blow you away the pain and the frustration and and the, the crap that goes on I didn't sign up to be raped you know I didn't sign up for that what is going on why is this world so desperately screwed up and broken what are you talking about by good news Russ what do you mean by that how do I get out of this addiction what is wrong with me let's let's start unpacking that let's start talking about that let's have the courage to have sexual integrity to walk towards it that we start breaking down all of our functional saviors that prop up who we think we are and and really just reach for Jesus just be who we really are weighed down deep in there who we really are and I'll tell you you know I, I work on this stuff all the time just doing the last show my wife was you know telling me about what she thought of the last show and I I get all defensive and that's my you know that's going to save me right I'll, I'll get defensive if Jesus didn't play defense alright he didn't there's a there's a picture in the Bible of uh, Jesus is with Peter and, and he's being you know arrested and these guards are coming at Jesus and Peter whips out a sword and cuts the guy's ear off and and Jesus rebukes him instantly and we get that famous line that uh, Peter you know don't you know that those who live by the sword die by the sword and then he says this he says don't you know that I could call a legion of angels at any point in time I could, I could you know I could wipe these people out with a blink of an eye and Jesus didn't Jesus had Judas in his midst knowing he would betray him. I mean, that is just huge. That is just... How how do we not play defense? How do we not get defensive with our wives, with our our kids even? How can we just be us and and look at them and, and love them where they're at? just by being us. I mean, the, one of the biggest things I've learned is is that the, the way to stop evil in the world, the way to stop a lot of pain and 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 hostility and, and this horrible things that go on in the world, it, it starts with me. 
that's where it start. That's what. That's where I stop evil. Is behind my eyes. There's a song by the Who called "Behind Blue Eyes," and this guy's just talking about behind his eyes. Here's what's going on in his soul, and, he, and basically, um, just this pain and, and and stuff that he's going through. No one, no one understands me. No one gets me. And it's basically the soul that is not talking about the pain and the and the horrible, you know, just underlying guilt and shame and doubt. The way to stop evil in the world is behind my eyes, without blaming anybody else, any other situation, any other circumstance, any other thing that I didn't sign up for, it's behind my eyes. It's, it's the 80-20 rule. It is, you know, whatever happened to me, how that person that did me wrong, that person that, you know, the stuff that I didn't sign up for, the horrible things that happened, that's the 20%, all right? That's the 20%. 80% of life is how I'm going to react to that 20%. It's how I close every show. It's how I'm closing this one. I still struggle with my own defensiveness. Instead of really listening to my wife and trying to hear where she's coming from, I have to get all defensive. You know, I have to... What, what do you think? I was sounded like I'm still an addict or, or what? What do you... You know, I'm... I just... Why don't I just listen to her? Why don't I just listen to her? And I, uh, I struggle with that, man. I still do. And I'm good at it some days, and I'm bad at it other days. And, and I'm, I'm changing that habit. I'm working on removing that habit. And it starts from my heart. I mean, I love my wife. I love her. Why... Why would I treat her like that? Why would I get all defensive when she's just where she's at and she's expressing her opinion and her core fears and, and what's going on in her heart? What right do I have to get defensive about it? I don't. I don't. So that's the show this week. I want to leave you with a song. Because it ain't easy, man. I'm gonna leave you on a somber note here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play a tune for you. Because it it ain't easy. What we have to go through, what what's going on in this world, an attitude or a habit patterns, and just getting our our hearts before Jesus and saying, please, you know, cleanse me, make me whole make me new again and maybe you know maybe you're in ministry and you've heard these bible stories a thousand times you know scripture like you know you can quote verse and book and you know it all you know all these scriptures but you're 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 dealing with this addiction you're dealing with your habits and what do they mean what is this all these stories where do they come and, and meet my soul and my heart maybe you're asking that maybe that's where you're at I know the Bible inside out you know Jesus looked at the Pharisees and said you read the scriptures in vain you don't know you're not your heart is not in it you're pointing the finger you're using the Bible to 
to point the finger at other people and pretend that you have a white hat on. So Mark Driscoll had this great uh, analogy. It's like, you know, he tells his church, we all have black hats. If this was a Western, we'd all have a black hat. Jesus is the only one with a white hat. All right, stop pretending. Stop pretending you have a white hat. Stop pretending like you're running for office. I pray that you confess this. That you break down a huge wall that's made brick by brick by people who think they're wearing a white hat. I pray that you just get down on your knees with God and, and, and confess it. Talk about it. Get it out of you. If you don't have the courage to, you know, just confess it out in the open yet, send me an email. Let me help you with that. Let me help you get this out of your soul. You're an anonymous listener. I'm just a guy on the other end of your computer screen. Maybe that's where it needs to start. Maybe that's the first step you take. Maybe that's the first little smidgen of a release from that pressure valve that you've made your identity. Pray with somebody about it. Uh, Send me an email, russ at asi247.org. The website is asi247.org. I got some new stuff on there faith part of the site, some new Bible study stuff if you're curious about checking out uh, what my views are on on the Bible on Christianity, on Jesus on faith, check that out leave you with a song by Kill the Alarm from New York City New York State killthealarm.com I believe is the website The song is called Sit Up. Until next week. End of a season. Sit up, sit up, sit up. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I believe I will live up, live up, live up to what I'm singing now. To what I'm singing.
up, live up, live up to what we're singing now. Stand up for what you're singing about.